0: All right. What's up everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I am Marjan Kemkem and this is Ethan Ishikawa. Oh, welcome to the
1: Okay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm honored. I look forward to talking about whatever you got prepared.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um I have a bunch of questions that I wrote down somewhere, but I don't have them with me. On my... It's on my phone, but I'm... You know, what, the right questions will come out. And um mm. just so you guys know that this is Ethan's first ever podcast, so...
1: Yeah, you know, it is. That's true. So we'll see how this goes, but honestly, I'm excited. Marjoram has a sweet setup up here, so I know it's going to be good, and the Lord's going to meet us today. Absolutely. All right, before we start,
0: I'm going to pray us in. So everybody, bow your heads and close your eyes, except if you're driving and you're listening to this. So Heavenly Father... I just want to thank you for giving us this opportunity and this platform to to share your message, to spread Mm -hmm. the gospel, and to edify the body of believers out there, Lord. And I just pray that you speak through us today, that you speak through me, that you speak through Ethan, that you help us ask the right questions and formulate the right answers, Lord, that you want us to say. And I just pray that we are comfortable, that we are at peace doing this, and just allow us to have a lot of joy as Mm -hmm. we do this and not take things too seriously, Lord. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So, you know, the, the people watching want to know more about you because they're like, who is this random stranger sure that is too. in my podcast today? So I should have asked you to make a like a introduction about yourself yeah. beforehand, but you know this is off the cuff. So just off the cuff. Like how you would, you know, introduce yourself mm-hmm. to somebody new.
1: Yeah, before we got going, I asked Marjan if he had questions or anything to prepare. And he gave me nothing. So this is all off the top, and I'm excited. So my name is Ethan once again. I was born and raised in the Pasadena, California area. I met Marjan in college, Mm -hmm. and we really bonded because we were both in the same Christian fellowship. But then I graduated. So Mm -hmm. after about a few months of really getting to know you, Mm -hmm. I was off. But then we reconnected recently because of a friend named Brendan And I actually saw Brandon Mm. this weekend at the training. Oh, cool. So just to clarify, we reconnected because I'm on staff with this house church planting organization, a missions organization to Mm. be specific called E3 Partners, also known as I Am Second. And I've been on staff for only a few months now, Mm. but Marjan and I are really connected because we both have a heart to see a gospel movement just started in, well, for me, it's LA. Yeah. For Marjan, it's wherever the Lord takes you next. But that's kind of a little bit about me. Some other fun facts: I really am a LA native, so mm-hmm. I love the Lakers, the Rams, okay. the Dodgers. We just got Shohei Otani recently. <laughs> I'm also Japanese, fourth, okay. fourth generation Japanese American. But that's kind of where I got to right now. Like a brief overview mm-hmm. of my
0: story. Oh, wow, that's cool. I mean, I didn't realize that you were a LA native. So this is basically this is like your homeland. So yeah, yeah. God, God placed you in like the perfect spot because this is this is your domain. That's people. amazing, and yeah, mm-hmm. it was kind of crazy because we didn't really talk to each other. Maybe a couple months after, like he graduated, and mm-hmm. uh, when we did talk, it was kind of crazy because um, um, I guess we, we spoke at a time where I was kind of like, uh, I guess planting my own home church because um, mm-hmm. last summer I was able to connect with a group of people, you know, and God brought us together uh, through unexpected ways, and we just throughout that summer we started. You know having gatherings here um you know at my location you know and
2: mm-hmm.
0: at that time i didn't realize it was like oh it's like a house it's a thing you know a house church is a thing i thought it was like kind of unique mm-hmm. and once i started you know getting to talk to ethan a lot more it's like oh wow like this is a, a phenomenon that's happening like yeah. all over like there's house churches here he has his own and people are planning their own
1: mm-hmm. and what's
0: kind of cool about it is that you don't have to have like a degree or anything in theology it could, mm-hmm. It's just normal people gathering in homes. Um, you don't have to pay for your building because you're already paying rent. <laughs> it's so, true. It's and true. it's like something that anybody can do. Mm-hmm. And, and so with that, I wanted to ask, like, um, how did you get into you know, the whole you know, church planning thing? Was it something that mm. God kind of like... It's a good question. Snapped, or did it like build naturally? Yeah. yeah. So tell us about that.
1: That's a good question. So my story is not like a Saul... To Paul on Damascus. It was not a one-time encounter. I would say it really goes back to kind of my upbringing, my mm-hmm. story. I definitely never saw myself as a church planter, mm-hmm. but I realized, like you were saying, any believer can do it. Mm-hmm. We all have the Spirit of God. Yeah. look in Acts When believers came to faith, they became the church. Yeah. And then later, Paul and Barnabas went around appointing elders. Mm-hmm. But initially, they were just Christians. Yeah. So for my story... I grew up in a Japanese-American church. Mm -hmm. I loved it, but I also grew up going to a public school that was mainly non-Japanese, so mainly Mm -hmm. white, Hispanic, black people. And these people were not believers. Mm -hmm. So growing up, I would invite them to my Mm Japanese-American church. It was pretty Asian-American, I would say. And maybe surprisingly, maybe surprisingly not, they would come, Mm -hmm. they think it's cool, but then they would never stay. So I kind of had this tension of like, Invited them to my church, didn't really see them because they were always the ethnic minority. So that was kind of something that was always on my heart growing Mm up. And then, flash forward to senior year of high school, I met these people who were like, Oh, you can share the gospel. Mm -hmm. Like, here's a simple tool on how to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. And I was like, It's that simple? Like, that's kind of weird. And then this guy, his name was Troy, his daughter. She was, I was 18 at the time. So mm-hmm. his daughter was probably 14. And she had led people to faith. Yeah. And I was like, How is this 14 year old girl leading people to faith? Mm-hmm. And I'm 18 and I've never done that. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I haven't had spiritual conversations with friends. I was just like, Dang, like there's something here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that kind of happened. That was the first seed I'd say that was really planted in my heart. And it wasn't until 2020. So after COVID, Mm -hmm. I actually joined a house church Mm -hmm. and we started what we call going into the harvest. So just going around, trying to pray for people, trying to share our testimony, share the gospel. And then slowly over time, I realized, wow, like as believers, we have the spirit. We can Mm -hmm. all do this. And I think that's where eventually God, I was starting with just my community, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: my people. And then eventually I think God kind of put in my heart that, oh, my heart is for your people, Ethan, but it's also for the entire, like, city, the entire mm. county. So that's where it eventually got bigger. So mm. it definitely was, like, a long journey. And I'm still growing. I'm still mm. learning. But that's, I would say, the gist of it for mm. me.
2: Wow.
0: That's cool, man. Um, but before, like, we um, dive deeper, you know, people are probably wondering, you know, what is a house church? Like, we didn't mm. define that term earlier, so they're just like, maybe thinking, what is that? You know, so how does how is what is a house church, and how does it differentiate between like a normal church,
1: a quote-unquote normal? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. So it's all the church, you know, we're all the bride, the body of Christ. If you look in Acts 2, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, to the fellowship, breaking of bread, to prayer. And then later it says that they went to the temple every day, but it also says they gathered in homes Mm -hmm. every day. So a little fun fact, if you want to do some research into the word. If you look in Romans, I think fifteen or sixteen, the last chapter, Paul sometimes says, "Greet the church that is in their home."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So we see mm-hmm. that there's both like building churches, mm-hmm. like temple, yeah, but then also people gathered in homes. So for us, people in my community use the word house church. I think I like simple church more, mm-hmm. or maybe micro church. Yeah, I don't think church is limited to. A specific location it mm-hmm. kind of just depends on how the Lord works mm-hmm. but for us it's just a simple church gathering mm-hmm. so if you were to break down what the simple aspects of churches for me I break it into three three categories mm-hmm. I would say there's first worship mm-hmm. so we come to worship our King God second I would say is community mm-hmm. doing life together you mm-hmm. know believers brothers and sisters in Christ and then third is mission mm-hmm throwing out, having that great commission DNA to try to spread the gospel to those around us.
2: Mm.
0: Okay, so um, I remember we had a conversation um, about this like a couple weeks ago. Like you asked me mm-hmm. um, what differentiates like uh, an actual house church between like a, a normal Bible study. And those are basically mm. like the, the, the three principles that kind of,
2: because
0: yeah. normal Bible study is just like we're just reading the word,
2: you mm-hmm. know,
0: and just kind of going from there. But a real... I guess, like, church, you know, how's those three principles? Or is there more, too? Like, what would you mm. say? That's
1: good. I would say I'm still learning.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think a key thing is when you give a, a small group a Bible study, mm. the identity of church, there's more ownership. Yeah. So there's a realization that, like, oh, we can do what the Word says through the power of the Spirit mm. and God's grace and kind of just having that as your identity changes it. Because I think when you think, oh, it's just a small group or a Bible study, mm-hmm. maybe you feel less, at least for me, I'd feel less empowered to do bigger things. Does yeah. that kind of make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I see that. Cause, because, like, I know going to a bigger church and just kind of, like, showing up, like, once, once a week, every Sunday, you don't feel like you're contributing. You're just kind of, like, mm-hmm. in the stands a bit. But, but being part of, like, a house church where, like, there's a bit yeah. more like responsibility and like if you don't show up, it kind of matters. Like
1: yeah, like yeah, people notice yeah. <laughs> like
0: if you don't show. Up. Yeah,
1: that's really true. My first experience with a house church, I thought it was like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. I became actually a little prideful where I was yeah. like, oh, you, you got to come here or you're yeah. like screw big church. Yeah, that's not true. I, well at the time it was true, mm-hmm. um, but now I'm realizing it all is capital C church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but I definitely what I loved about it was the intimacy aspect Mm -hmm. I was like I get to connect with people who are of all ages Mm -hmm. and demographics and then I did feel like we were really doing life together you know but after a year I realized okay small churches have their issues Mm -hmm. as well you Mm know no nothing's perfect yeah but I do think at least for I think this generation I'm Gen, Mm -hmm. I'm Gen Z Mm -hmm. I'm millennial that's sort a of young book now. Yeah. You look you look like you be Gen Z. Yeah, Gen like- Z passing. Um people are disillusioned I think with sometimes like big church mm-hmm. and like smoke machines and all that. Yeah. So no, I think I there's definitely biblical precedent for gathering in smaller mm-hmm. ways, mm-hmm. but also I think a question that really excites me is maybe we can't bring we can't bring people to the church always, mm-hmm. but what if we bring the church to people?
0: Mhm. And because they're in our homes, you know, it also feels like when you bring people to your home, it's, like, less threatening. It's not a
1: mm, organization.
0: Yeah. It's not, like, they don't feel like... Because I know, like, what it feels like to be an unbeliever. You know, it's, like, oh, I don't want to mm. go to this cold, You know, it's a bad yeah, yeah, people yeah. are just hands up, like, yelling. <laughs> Some people speaking in tongues and stuff like that. Yeah, it yeah. Get wild out. in there. But, like, uh, a house church is, like, very intimate because, like, you know, mm-hmm. we, usually, like, we eat, too. Like We
1: eat. We yes, eat. we do. We we just I, do that's crucial. Out. That's a like, crucial part, in my opinion.
0: And the cool thing is, like, it blends in with life,
1: and mm, I, I feel like mm-hmm. that's
0: how it should be, like, with, you know, the body of Christ, like, l- doing life together, and yeah, I, I felt like in my experiences with going, like, bigger churches, it was only, like, a, a once-a-week thing.
1: Yeah. Like, we only yeah. see each
0: other at certain church gatherings, and it felt more uh, corporate, if that makes sense. Mm, it felt mm-hmm. more like of a kind of just show up, and it's not personal, it's just, like, it's business. Yeah. yeah. It feels, like, almost...
1: Yeah, I definitely understand you, and I felt that way, Mm -hmm. too, I think, at big churches. I think house church, when it is done right, Mm -hmm. other people use the word simple church, micro churches. When you have small church gatherings done right, it should be intimate. Mm -hmm. You're hanging out to do ministry, so Mm -hmm. to go and share the gospel, to care for people, serve people, but also because it's in such a simple way. Mm -hmm. Anyone can do it, and ultimately, if it's done right, you feel really close and mm-hmm. kind like mm-hmm. brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: So. Well, with that, you know, I know we kind of briefly touched on that, you know, child's churches aren't perfect as well. Mm-hmm. And what are some of those issues that you've encountered that are like a common theme throughout? Mm.
1: I think the enemy wants division, mm-hmm. right? Like in our churches, yeah. in our relationships. Yeah. So I've seen, and I've been a part of this too, where, I become a little, oh, like house church or big church, like kind of extreme yeah. and realizing it's it's all a part of the church, you know, there's issues. So I think that's definitely been an issue for sure that I've encountered and struggled with. I think another issue that I've dealt with and I'm still learning to navigate is learning how to empower every voice. Mm -hmm. So I would say people who really like planting house churches like their vision is like why just join a church when you can start one Mm -hmm. and why not just start one when you can start a hundred yeah I think people like that typically are more apostolic Mm -hmm. in gifting and I I would say I'm a similar way Mm -hmm. like I do love that a lot but I think another gift that I have is maybe shepherd-esque and teacher Mm -hmm. so I'm not always like I know people who are like I'll be here for two years then we'll move somewhere else Mm -hmm. then we'll move somewhere else and that's awesome Mm -hmm. like if God's blessed you in that way I think that's that's fantastic. We need that. We need spaces for apostles to operate in that way. But I think the hard part about trying to always start new things is sometimes for house churches, people aren't good at, and this is true in any church, hmm. merging all of the gifts together. Yeah. So in the Word, we see apostles, prophets, yeah. shepherds, teachers, evangelists. So I got the order wrong. Apostles, prophets, mm-hmm. evangelists, shepherds, and teachers. Mm-hmm. And I think... You see the most growth in house churches when everyone's working together yeah. as one unit, as the body of Christ. I think for apostles that try to start new churches, I've seen hardships where I think when you're trying to start anything new, it's yeah. hard, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes people try to go lone ranger mm-hmm. or lone wolf. But I think you see the most growth in the word, but also even just uh, other church planting like movements mm-hmm. is when people do it in a team. Yeah. Because, from my experience, the pastor that we had who was coming from like a big church background, mm-hmm. he didn't know he wanted to plant a house church. Yeah. It was hard for their family mm-hmm. because it was him, his wife, and his three kids,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then a whole bunch of other young adults. And for his wife and kids specifically, it was hard for them to be involved. They felt they didn't have support. Yeah. And I think in maybe a more established church Mm -hmm. or even a house church network that's been around for a while. Mm -hmm. You'll have community to like help with that. Yeah. But when you're trying to start something new and you don't really have team or community, it's easy to feel isolated. And that's why I think sometimes people give up or Mm -hmm. just try to forget about it and do something else.
0: Mm, I see. Now I felt a little bit of that, um, like last year when we were starting, you know, our little group here, Mm
1: -hmm. my apartment, Mm
0: -hmm. because, um, I knew the the vision that God gave me was to like help everybody, like transform them into leaders. But mm. throughout that first summer, it was kind of like me like leading every single Bible mm, study. It yeah. was just kind of it's just because maybe because not everybody was ready yet to kind of like take in that role and like lead a, a Bible study and stuff like that. But basically every week I was like doing mm-hmm. blah 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 blah, and by the end of it I was just like I was so burned out. Yeah, and yeah. I was like. Oh, no, this sucks. And I ended up like taking a, a sabbatical for like, I didn't want to teach the gospel. I didn't want to. Like, <laughs> that's really, that's common. That's a lot. It took like six, I've, to I've eight been months. There. I've been there. And I mean, but that was like one of the best moments in my life too, when I was just like, mm. okay, I quit and mm. I'm just going to focus on, it was so good because, you know, I just let God do his thing. Like I was like a sponge, you know, and mm. I was still going to Bible studies, you know, at UCLA and stuff like that. Just yeah, yeah. kind of being there and kind of like taking it all in and. God, it was just like felt so refreshing to be in that space where just, mm-hmm. you know, you know, vulnerable, you know, surrendering and just, just being with God, like no pressure yeah, that and trying sounds
1: to awesome. help yeah. other
0: people. And, but the crazy thing is, um, so we did that in the summer of 2022, but after summer ended, you know, people went back to class, school and stuff like And we stopped mm-hmm. like basically talking for like a couple months. Dang. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, okay, that's it. Then eight months later, though, it was um, one of them like, -hmm. They contacted me. They're like, "Hey, you want to hang out? Like, and you want to do Bible studies?" And I was like, "Wow, what? (laughs) Sure, that's crazy." And it just started from no longer me like initiating anything. I was just like letting them like, you do it. And now you know we don't we don't well we still meet up at like people's places sometimes, but we do have a an actual physical church because um Mm -hmm. one of our members her father is a pastor. And um mm. they had a room for us and they're like, Hey, we just do meetings at like our church and okay, yeah, we'll just do that and it's awesome. And yeah. now it's like everybody like takes their turn to like you know, to lead, lead the Bible to lead. study that's and stuff cool. like that. But uh with that I also wanted to ask, like, maybe another difficulty that you've seen is how how do you deal with like like theological stuff and doctrinal stuff that mm. people might clash with when it comes to house churches?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. That's a common question. That I actually had to help address or Mm -hmm. study because Mm -hmm. for my position, I'm support raised. Yeah. Which basically means I go around inviting people to partner with me in the gospel, but also financially. Yeah. So I had to ask a lot of people or I had to tell a lot of people like how we kind of navigate. That was a common Mm -hmm. question. So something that is encouraging, I think on a big scale, is we do have like organizations or coalitions that we're associated with. Mm -hmm. So, broadly, there is some accountability, I would yeah. say. But on a on a micro level, on a small scale, when we first start our house churches, we don't have a pastor preaching, yeah. which is pretty different, I mm-hmm. would say, from most people's experiences with church. We actually do this thing called a discovery Bible study. Mm-hmm. So, for a discovery Bible study, you purposely ask like simple questions. Mm-hmm. So, a few common ones we do are, we read a passage about Jesus or something and we say, what does this teach us about God? Yeah. What does this teach us about people? And then is there anything here that God wants us to obey or how do we like make this practical and apply Mm -hmm. it to our lives? And for me, as someone who grew up in the church, Mm -hmm. I would read Bible passages and I would like be like, Oh, this, this verse relates to this sermon I heard Mm -hmm. yesterday Mm -hmm. or this, this relates to this, this song I heard, you know, and when I first did a discovery Bible study, I w- I didn't like how I'd start saying something. Mm. And then the person leading the Bible study, they'd be like, where is that in the text? Uh-huh. And like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've been a part yeah, of that yeah, in, we, our, yeah. in college, right? And it, I was like really annoyed. Yeah, But I realized they were right. Like mm. I was trying to kind of put my own ideas into yeah. the scriptures. And my own ideas weren't necessarily like heathenistic or wrong.
2: Mm.
1: But... I think when you go to a discovery Bible study, keep it simple. Mm. You really the hope is to really allow people and yourself to like hear from God yeah. and make your own things instead of me just telling someone the answer. Yeah. It, it's like allowing them to hear from God for themselves. But I think also when you do that, it kind of creates a filter yeah. for like theological things. Yeah, and then for us, when there are big theological struggles, mm. this tool we like to use. Mm -hmm. sometimes it's called word Works wineskins. Mm -hmm. so in our network we've had issues about some controversial ones like Mm -hmm. women in leadership Mm -hmm. so to address that we did a Bible study we took all these passages about Mm -hmm. women in leadership and just that in general and we did discovery Bible study so we try to ask simple questions Mm try to ask some patterns so first like what does it say in the word about Mm -hmm. this issue second so it's a word it's like what does it say in the Bible uh, works. Mm. So, what have we experienced from our own just field work? Yeah, from your own, your story, my story, yeah. someone else's story. I think in the West, in America, we like to go straight to what's your experience with this, rather than like trying to keep it like simple. What's the word mm-hmm. say? So we do word first, and then we go into experiences because that's really important. God writes our testimony, mm-hmm. and then last we go to wineskins. Mm-hmm. So wineskins is kind of from that verse like where Jesus did the parable about like old wineskins to new wineskins. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, what's the new wineskin or application or kind of conclusion we're Mm going to come with and try to apply. Mm, So those are some filters. Mm -hmm. There definitely have been some hard moments. Yeah. And I know at one house church in our network, there was someone who was preaching that you have to speak in tongues to be saved. Mm. So that was really hard. Mm -hmm. And that individual actually ended up, he was a leader, and he ended yeah. up leaving oh, the church. Just because of that doctrine yeah. issue. And-, and then someone else, another leader, had to kind of stand up and say something. So yeah. it's creating a lot of just like anxiety yeah. and stress and fear in some of the people there because yeah. they're like, am I Christian? You know, yeah. I don't speak in tongues. And obviously, that's another conversation. But I think in that moment, I, I was I'm not saying I was encouraged by what happened. Mm-hmm but Jesus does say that wolves will arise from yeah. like your flock.
2: Yeah.
1: And it was just like, whoa! I'm seeing this live. Like mm-hmm. Jesus said, this would happen. Yeah. So I think really clinging to the word and studying it together and a level playing field, mm-hmm. not always trying to like bring in all these like crazy things, yeah. which is not bad. I think that's yeah. good, but I think that's secondary to yeah. the word, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. That's crazy. Cause uh, what, something that like just came to mind right now is like, I guess like when it comes to like planning house churches, like, you do have to have like a strong core leadership at least like maybe Mm -hmm. one person that you know God kind of like put through the fire a bit and kind of like Mm -hmm. and it kind of reminds me of like the journey that God put me through because like Mm. I looked at all those heresy like I've been through all that like every every single like denomination (laughs) like I visited like 30 churches like in my two years dang and it just kind of God put me through like all the perspectives and stuff like that and kind Mm. of like molded me Mm -hmm. to like hey it's like it's so simple um that's real man like now that when like when you talk about Discovery Bible Study, it's kind of like, oh, wait, we kind of do the same thing like uh, at our mm-hmm. church. And it's yeah, like,
2: yeah.
0: I didn't even have to hear that. It just kind of like kind of it came. clicked. Wow. And that's I was awesome. like, like now when I like present like Bible study, it's like letting the scripture teach us instead of yeah. like yeah. just presenting it and just like asking questions about it instead of like, because I used to be about like, yeah, I got to preach like a certain word, mm-hmm. but now the scripture is sufficient. Like in, that's yeah. all we need to know and stuff like that. And, and mm-hmm.
1: Well, kind of going off of that. So, I also substitute teach. Mm -hmm. Um, I do that part time while doing the house church planting stuff. And with my teaching background, and I think you can attest to this from your own experience, we learn the most when we kind of like practice it and experience it ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So I think with preaching, not that it's wrong, I love preaching, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I think I heard this like statistic where. You only, like, re- like take in, like, 20% of what yeah. you hear or something. But if you actually, like, practice it or mm-hmm. discover it for yourselves, you take in, like, 80%. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, because yeah. uh, when you teach something, it's, like, you're relearning it as well. hmm And the cool thing about, like, the, the Word of God, too, it's, like, it is so simple. Like, whatever we need to, like, we, it just will keep relearning the same message over and over again. Yeah. It's always about Jesus. And it's true. Yeah. It goes back to the same thing. And, um... From what i've noticed is like when we try to add too many things it's like it's distracting you know from the mm, i mean mm. like you know the leaves are cool right but yeah. like being rooted like in the actual yeah like, yeah the tree is like mm, and it, dang, it's good and i always like when i do my bible studies now it's like i I literally i preach the same message like every
1: mm, yeah, just different yeah. passages
0: that, like, that says it's thing. all jesus <laughs> it's all about yeah and, and paul does the same thing with his epistles too it's like like he's repeating like faith in christ mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not by your yeah. works trust the spirit like yeah
1: same concepts and it's like it just a refresher you know mm-hmm. yeah i know when i'm learning a lot which you might feel this way mm-hmm. you kind of want to like i want to share yeah all these yeah. things with yeah. someone but i know when i've been on the receiving end of that mm-hmm. sometimes it's like a fire hose like yeah. i can't i'm not ready for that you know yeah. i need to just drink like a little sip mm-hmm. so i think something i've been trying to do and i'm still figuring this out is like learning how to be a good facilitator Mm -hmm. that asks questions. Yeah. Because Jesus asked a lot of questions. He did, yeah. His teachings were so, like, amazing, but, like, parables. Mm -hmm. He didn't always just give a clear answer. Yeah. And I think there's something that maybe the way God designed us to, like, he wants us to, like, wrestle with things and Mm -hmm. hear from him ourselves. So I I sometimes try to talk, like, not a lot. You have to talk enough to kind of facilitate. Yeah. But I sometimes I'm like, I have an answer. But I want to, like, ask a question first before I just, you know, say Mm -hmm. what I think. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah. Like, I I struggled with that, too, like, early on when I was, like, you know, I'm an artist, so I got a lot of things to say. Mm -hmm. But then I was, like, like, for, like, individual, you know, individuals is, like, they need, like, to go through it themselves. They have to, like... Mm, Figure it out themselves, or it's like they're not. It's not gonna click. You could yeah, tell. Yeah, like, yeah, You could tell me, like, even for myself, you, you could tell me something. But if it, if I don't choose into like, oh yeah, I just realized that. Yeah. Then somebody's like, I just told you that like a hundred times.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, oh, no, wait. yeah, literally. <laughs> it's like I'm preached to the choir.
0: Yeah. And yeah, it really has been teaching me a lot of patience, though, with um mm. people's developments. You know, yeah. because you know I'm about to leave in a week. Like this week is gonna be my last it's crazy. week. Yeah. Going to, you know, yeah. that, that church, I basically help, you know, the, the people that help, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, build up and stuff like that. So basically leaving them and letting them do their own thing. And, you know, it's kind of a new a new chapter. And I could see why, like, what God is planning. Because I'm phasing mm-hmm. out of that age group, too. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. almost going to be 30. So mm-hmm. it's like, and everybody's, like, in their early 20s. And so I'm kind of, like, phasing mm-hmm. out of that age group. And it kind of it makes sense. But everybody's kind of like, no, don't go, do
1: mm-hmm. stay and
0: stuff like that. But, like... I mean, it, it looks like God's will right now is for me to mm-hmm. to leave. And by leaving them, it's kind of like, part of me is like, oh man, like, what are they going to do <laughs> without me? Yeah. But it's about, you know, trusting God, like, you know, and even with the work that he's done in my life, it's like, oh, it's not me. It's like mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's the one that, like, I don't read the scripture. It's like the Holy Spirit, like, yeah, that allows me, mm-hmm. like, who I was before God, is like, I hated, like like, Christianity and stuff like that, but now mm-hmm. God is, like, kind of producing through me all these these works you know from his power and I have to trust that like God's gonna do the same thing for yeah you know the for the for, the, for these people
1: yeah that's I do want to acknowledge how it's hard like I'm a, I don't have a kid or anything <laughs> but I'm sure like for parents allowing their kids yeah. to like go to college or grow up um I think there's pride for sure yeah. as, a, as a part of it I know for my story so when Marjan and I first met I was I think either I just ended the presidency of this Christian fraternity
0: oh yeah yeah
1: yeah or I was still in it and I'm not gonna lie from serving there I was burnt out because mm-hmm. I kind of was leading during uh COVID yeah or just after it so after I finished my tenure I just graduated and I was mm-hmm. kind of happy to mm-hmm. be gone but when I left I was really nervous I was like mm-hmm. I don't know like if they're gonna make it, it yeah they went through COVID, so like yeah. they didn't experience everything that I did when I was there. But then recently, I went to a so this is about a year and a half later. I went to a wedding of one of those AGO guys that got mm. married, and they ended up the AGO guys came and they ended up bringing like all their new members. Yeah, and they had like doubled in size. We weren't that no. big in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I want to clarify. It. <laughs> we went from maybe like six to twelve. Uh-huh. But when there was only six and I was leaving, I was like, I don't know if it's gonna last. Yeah. You know. But I think in that, it was just encouraging because I was like, wow, God did a work there. Yeah. And I was talking to my other AGO brothers who were the same age as me mm-hmm. and were like, every year God provides mm-hmm. and we don't always expect like those people to step up, mm-hmm. but like God does his work. So, mm-hmm. Dang. That's
0: encouraging to hear because uh, I feel like God's been telling me, at least, this might be the prophetic word, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm a false prophet. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> but, uh, see. It. But God has like been telling like, hey, once you leave, like, hey, the yeah, the group is gonna expand. Like, wow. I'm just like, okay, I, I could see that, you know, because I'm kind of like, a, I don't want to say I'm like uh, in the way, but I feel like yeah. once I I leave, like, God's gonna do a lot of, you know, He's gonna bring a lot of people. But um, there, it also came with like a warning to like tell you know the other members like, hey, like, I feel like you're gonna grow in size, but like. You gotta stay true to the word, mm. because when there's uh, more size, there's also more distractions as far as like, you know, very drifting away from like the the true message uh, message of the gospel. Like mm. for instance, you know that yeah. example of like, oh, you gotta be in tongues yeah, to say yeah, you gotta have crazy. this certain yeah. thing to be saved and stuff like that. So it's kind of something I'm like, hey, like, don't just stick to one preacher. Like look at mm. everybody's perspectives. Yeah, because if you get stuck to one, like everybody's gonna be wrong. Yeah, or humans like our theology like. There's a, we're not. There's a reason we need Christ because yeah, yeah. even our minds are, are sinful and we're gonna get things wrong. So yeah. that was just like the things that I want to tell them. You know, like hey, like
2: mm.
0: like learn from like the stuff I did. Like the messages that I always did was about Jesus. Every single mm. one of them was the same message same. using different verses. So like mm. you gotta stay true because you know like mm. there's so many. It's just like that's what the devil uses. You know, yeah. distraction.
1: Distraction. Distraction. Yeah.
0: It's not he doesn't need you to worship him. He just needs you to not worship God by like being distracted in the word. And it warns Mm. us in scripture, like, hey, don't drift away from the true message of the gospel.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Like Paul says in Colossians, he says in the the Corinthians and everywhere. It's like, hey, there's one message. It's about Mm. Christ. That's all you need. Like stick with it. Mm. So that's my prediction. I don't know. We'll
1: see. We'll see what God does. (laughs) Well, I want to affirm your prediction because it does sound really aligned with like Paul mm-hmm. in Acts, right? Like he said... I mean, well, actually, let me go further. Jesus uh-huh. literally said, like, I have to leave. Like, oh, the Spirit comes. Yes. And then they ended up doing... He said, you'll do greater works than Great me. Work, yeah. And they did, crazily. And then Paul, towards the end of his journey, was like, I need to leave. Yeah. And he told them, yeah. watch out for the wolves. Yeah, like, that was his last, wolves. like, words of wisdom, mm-hmm. but also caution for them. And then... I do see what you're saying in regards to sometimes like when you do have those strong leaders it's yeah. easy for people to like cling to them yeah. you know like even this weekend for me at this training I was at I remember I, I told you earlier I didn't tell mm. the camera but mm. we basically for context my team did a church planting training this weekend in LA and like half our team got sick mm. so on the first day um, some of my core leaders who typically like lead and facilitate a lot of it mm. they couldn't come because they were sick but I think that actually pushed me to step into a greater facilitator role. Yeah. Because I was kind of the guy that was like kind of the host, kind of making sure everything was going well. Mm-hmm. And if my other leader had been there, I don't think I would have grown as much or kind of stepped up to the plate in yeah. that way.
0: Mm, I see.
1: So it was good for me. Not yeah. always. And I don't know if it's always that, as simple as that, mm-hmm. but I think there's definitely something about growing mm-hmm. in the adversity.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's encouraging because like, yeah. Because I feel like once I step out, they're going to be forced to kind of But I'm also thinking, too, like, the great thing about, like, us meeting at uh, an actual church is Mm because, like, you know, we have a head pastor, you know, like, one of my members. So it's like, okay, okay, I I could rest in that. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's somebody's experience, like, Mm -hmm. they'll know, like, when, you know, something is (laughs) off and stuff like that. So, you know, there's comfort in that, I guess. So I'm not, like, okay, now I could kind of be like, oh, wait. No, they got good like they got elders, they got they got got elders. so it's like I got some wisdom wisdom age. there so yeah and it's good the thing with our group like everybody's like in their early 20s and mm-hmm. I know they're gonna watch this video so I'm <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know like what else are it no I'm kidding
0: cause when you're young it's like you're kind of like oh I'm invincible I was like that you know like when I was mm-hmm. like 18 I'm I like i can, yeah. I'm invincible and arrogant a bit then it took me a little longer to be like oh shoot like, mm-hmm. I ain't all that you know like and, and over time like I grew more wise mm-hmm. and patient and be like you know, sometimes I am wrong. You know, yeah. That, that's one of the hardest things to admit. Like when you're mm. when you're wrong, you never you never want to admit that you're wrong because in your mm. mind you think you're right, but
1: mm. people see it. Like they see the yeah. the BS. Yeah. So it's real. It's real. But, well, it's funny you say that because I'm I'm in my early 20s. Yeah. I'm 23, <laughs> and in our church network, we had a couple of key couples mm-hmm. in the past six months. Like leave. Yeah. So uh, right when I was kind of being freed up to do more yeah. of. This work explicitly yeah like four mentors essentially Mm. like left and I was like oh I'll be fine like I'm young yeah and God has quickly humbled me yeah and graciously provided new leaders yeah new people much more experienced than me Mm. and older where like one guy was telling me literally this past week Mm. he was like Ethan if I can go back in time like when I was your age I just tried to do my own church planting thing Mm. But if I can go back to when I was your age, I would join up with someone who's more experienced. Mm. And then when the time comes, that person, those people will equip me so that I can run. Run towards the finish line in power and in greater confidence. And I think the Lord's really been teaching me that.
2: Mm.
1: And now it's more my choice to like humble myself and kind of learn. But also in our network, we've seen the most growth from... Leaders who usually like older, so Mm -hmm. maybe like in their thirties, forties, fifties, and beyond. They kind of like empower the next generation. Yeah. So like my generation, the young people, but then they're the ones that do all like the background. Yeah. Like the counseling, the opening their homes because people might just don't really have homes like that. Yeah. All the time, (laughs) and when you see that synergy in like a healthy way. That's when we've seen a whole bunch of growth. But yeah. You kind of need both because yeah. I, I know for so myself, good. I didn't have like those those mentors and coaches. Yeah. And even now, I'm still struggling in a lot of ways, but yeah. they're giving me so much wisdom. I'm like, oh, you did this when you were my age, so I'm trying to like learn from them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, that's so true. Like you need like every moving part, and so mm-hmm.
2: it's,
0: the young people are going to be like at the the center stage of it, like. And the old people, they're like, they're cool with that. They're like, let them yeah, like be the future. They're the future. The future. Like, let we're, them we're be in the soon. front. Let yeah, me just
2: yeah.
0: you know nurture them and stuff like that. And I found myself like, I'm kind of stepping into that like age group, mm-hmm. you know, as far as like kind of stepping back a bit and kind of like mentoring. Like, I want to be a teacher mm-hmm. as well, and mm-hmm. I wanna, really want to help the kids. And I used to not have that heart like that too mm-hmm. much until like recently, you know. And I think that's a God thing too, you know, to be like, hey, like it's the next generation. You gotta raise them up and. I'm cool with like just stepping back and let him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Cuz you know, older people they have the money, they're the <laughs> yeah. they got the resources and stuff like that. Yeah, I yeah, know. They, they got the patience and wisdom like to deal yeah. with stuff like that. So, but um I don't know how much time we have left, but um I, I did want to ask too. I'm um, just to kind of step away from like this portion of the the conversation. So, <laughs> more on the like 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 the church planning stuff as far as, you know, what is the first step? What is like, what are some trainings that you do that maybe could help people mm. and stuff like that? Like, how do you walk through something like, hey, I want to start a home church. Like, what do I need to know? So can yeah. you walk us through that? Because I know you've, yeah. you've been done a whole training this whole weekend. And that's true. He said he was burned out from it, but you know, he, he's going to do it again. Hey, Another training. right time.
1: We're going yeah. to rest. We're talking about <laughs> resting. Slowing seasons. We've got to hibernate before yeah. January comes around. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. Mm. I think... People have different answers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think growing up, I thought to start a church, you needed to buy a building, mm-hmm. create a space. Okay. I'm realizing now that churches really start by seeing lost people become found.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So for mm-hmm. us, we have this thing called Four Fields. Yeah. And it's based off of Mark, a parable of Mark, whether that's the parable of the four soil
2: mm-hmm.
1: or this other short parable talking about like a farmer plants a seed. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to sleep, and then day and night it grows mm-hmm. slowly into a sprout, and then eventually to be harvested. Mm-hmm. So our first thing is entry. Mm-hmm. We enter into a new place. So maybe that's friends at work, mm-hmm. or maybe that's for us, Like we have to go to the parks, or maybe that's the basketball court. I'm not sure. Find people that don't know Christ mm-hmm. and start praying for them mm-hmm. a lot. For me, my heart, I think, is to more naturally shepherd-esque But God, I've been praying for more hunger to kind of Mm -hmm. see lost people come found and see people from the way God does because he says he sees them as sheep without a shepherd Mm -hmm. and has compassion. I'm praying to see people in that way. And then two is like, we call it the second field, we call it gospel. Mm -hmm. So that could look like sharing a prophetic word, asking to pray for them, sharing your testimony, asking for their story. And then ideally you get to the gospel eventually Mm -hmm. or maybe you start with the gospel. And then three You start discipling them, teaching them how to follow Jesus. We like to do discovery Bible studies, Mm. simple studies, and then saying, how can you obey this? But then who can you share this with as well? Mm. And then as people... I used to think you have to become a Christian before you could do the Bible study, Uh but I'm realizing you start Mm. discipling people like always. It's -hmm. it's not like a clear pathway. You kind of do all of it at the same time. And then as you're discipling them and more people come to faith, you say, hey, let's start a church. Let's gather. And in the middle... You're always looking to try to raise up leaders. Yeah. So those are some practical, but some key. Like, what are the key takeaways, I would say? Is one, you need to hear from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like, ultimately, pray daily, regularly for more laborers. Jesus says, pray that the Lord of the the harvest to send out more laborers earnestly. Mm -hmm. And the second one, if you're not praying, is I'd say teaming. Mm-hmm. So that's something I'm learning right now in the process. So if you have a friend that wants to start a house church, I would yeah. say, hey, if you're really interested in this, let's start praying together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, them interest, they're interested, let's pray together. And then once you kind of get that team that starts to pray together mm-hmm. and we call it Abide in Christ together, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, where do we enter? Where do we share the gospel? Where do we disciple? Where do we gather as church? And where do we raise up leaders? But I'd say a big part of it is just finding their teammates mm-hmm. and then just going and trying to make new disciples mm-hmm. so the church just really comes from new believers
2: mm-hmm.
1: but i'd say teaming with people and then praying together before you can do any of that
0: okay do you guys hear that you know that's that's where to start
1: um i'm doing it, that right now too yeah i'm praying for more because my team shifted so i'm trying to get more teammates and recruit as oh, well Oh, shifted yeah. as in like they moved away, remember?
0: Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah.
1: One couple moved to Kansas, yeah. another couple moved the four, to like The the,
0: mentor, the four people, right? or
1: Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. this, they moved away like six months ago, mm-hmm. but then God graciously just connected me with a new guy mm-hmm. who's been doing this type of work for years, like yeah. 20 years. And um, so now my team, God's graciously answering that prayer. Mm-hmm. So now we'll see what happens. Wow.
0: That's kind of cool. Like that, this whole church planning thing has been a whole thing.
1: Like, forever. Yeah. Like, it's I not even it that new. It's not even new. Like, I feel like all this God's done. We just don't yeah. hear about it. Yeah.
0: So, I'm just like, because when I was, like, you know, you know, helping start, you know, my gathering, it was just kind of like, oh, this is cool. It so <laughs> 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 it's been happening forever. So, it's like, <laughs> okay. So, I'm not, like, it's not the newest thing. And, yeah, it blows my mind that I keep discovering, like, more and more of, like, what God has been doing. And, you know, with that, you know, there's kind of my theories of, like, this is my theories, okay. This is not like
1: a, I'm, I would love to hear your theories. Let's go. A, a
0: why is like God is starting like more so like the house church thing? Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like you know because I like to read a lot of Revelations and you know I try not to get into theories, but this, okay, this is my take on it. I feel like you know as the way we see society right now, you know the the buildings that the churches in the buildings and stuff like that. I feel like like the mega churches and stuff like that. I feel like uh, they're be- going to become unreliable. Um when all these things are happening, like look at all the new technologies too. Like, like yesterday I rode in a automated vehicle, like a self-driving car. I made a vlog about it. So I'm going to post it like maybe. In, and uh, you're live. You... It works. Yeah, I'm alive. So wow, like, that's cool. You know, with that's technology really, like that. that happening and with you know, all these ideas that, that are coming to mind, I'm not going to go over everything, but I feel like that's going to be the, the church of the the future. Like the, the house church is going to be like the church
1: of the future. Oh, I see. What you're saying in the same way mm.
0: that, you know, the church started in people's homes mm-hmm. and i think the church is going to end in people's homes because mm. you know you know maybe persecution is going to happen where if you want to go to a certain church building they they preach a certain theology they can't yeah. preach that jesus is the only way they have to preach that oh, jesus is one way more
1: security yeah. and
0: you know having church at home is like a way to kind of like you know you could do your own thing and it's, mm. it's private and yeah everybody knows all your data everybody knows what you're saying like they could hear us yeah. they know what we're saying they can <laughs> so, find us we're online now and with AI you know it's gonna compile all this data and be like you're a mm-hmm. threat you know to the mm-hmm. new world order kind of stuff and you know you gotta yeah. believe a certain way you can't mm-hmm. believe in Jesus or you know you're a hateful person that's a hate crime so that's just yeah. my theory on it why God is planning putting more house churches out there because that's mm-hmm. gonna be the future
1: well I would actually say hey I think it died
0: oh that's fine it's just a screen
1: Yeah. oh okay cool um I would actually say that that's already happening, Mm -hmm. right? Like, another reason I got into house church is because at one point I was like, oh, maybe I'm gonna be a missionary overseas. Mm -hmm. And then places like China,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: where you literally have to gather underground. Oh, that's true. Because the big churches, it's already happening. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't, you know? So, that's also a reason why I was like, there has to be some credibility to house Mm -hmm. church because there's places like uh, East Asia, the Mm -hmm. Middle East, where literally it has to be underground. Yeah. Or maybe a country is more impoverished, so they can't afford a building. Yeah. So I was like, there has to be a different way. Yeah. And when I was studying the word, I was like, okay, it seems like this actually has been an ancient thing. Yeah. It's, been a it's thing. just, I've kind of got it backwards. Yeah. So, and yeah. then there's also, you look at Europe, it's mm-hmm. kind of post-Christian mm-hmm. and you see those buildings. Yeah. Eventually become empty. Mm-hmm. And I think America, we're kind of following that trend. Yeah. But I think the Lord is raising up people with different, ideologies or creative mm. ways of being mm. the church yeah. to kind of combat that, but also mm. just usher in his kingdom in the way that he intended in a more creative, communal, mm. yeah. familial way. Mm.
0: Yeah, and it's something that, like like I mentioned earlier, integrated and in part of everyday mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Because, you know, the church is, you're part of it. Like, it's yeah, yeah, who you yeah. are on a daily basis.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I guess it's a way to, like, have a lesser degree of separation between your faith and mm. your, your actual life
1: that's good yeah and that's something I feel like the Lord's been teaching me of like mm. ideally when you do this well everything's just a moving mm. unit together yeah. mm-hmm. you know like I think of things like kids ministry yeah and kids ministry is awesome I love serving the youth that's ultimately just a tool mm-hmm. for like kids to help learn about yeah. the Lord but there are house churches that I know of where they integrate kids' ministry and, like, adult ministry in a healthy way where it's, like, they're able to do house church,
2: mm-hmm. and their
1: kids are able to feel involved. Mm-hmm. But then they still do have some, like, boundaries where, like, yeah. adult time, kid yeah. time. You have, be, you have to be more creative. Mm-hmm. But I think the Spirit has shown that there's ways to do that in a way that's more intimate and mm-hmm. more exciting. So
0: Yeah. And it's also kind of a way to, like, you know, this whole idea of compartmentalization. I don't know if I'm saying mm-hmm. that. Yeah, like yeah. Where your faith is only in this area, but... This way, it's like your faith is in, like, like everything. And even, like, when I'm making, like, logs now, it's like, oh, wait, I don't have to try too hard to, like, talk mm-hmm. about Jesus because it's, like, it's been integrated in my life. Yeah. And it's just, like, any, everything I do is kind of, like, related to that now. And the yeah. house church is a great way to kind of, you know, spearhead that, you know, for the mm-hmm. next generation, you know?
1: Yeah, something else I'm really passionate about, similar to what you're saying, is I've heard stories where people start, like, small, simple church gatherings, like, in Google, Mm -hmm. in their workplace. Oh,
0: I see. The workplace. Yeah,
1: like, during their lunch break, they just, or not even during their lunch break, but sometimes they just talk about the Lord. Yeah. And I know there's different challenges that arise, but that's something that I was like, whoa, like, Mm -hmm. if I go into teaching. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't this doesn't have to be, like, Mm -hmm. church on Sundays and then something else during the week. Mm -hmm. These tools, these principles, you can Mm -hmm. do it from your at your nine to five wow so definitely would take work but i think through prayer and just really surrendering to the spirit like that's god's heart mm-hmm. you know um but i I know i still struggle too with mm-hmm. like like you said trying too hard yeah. or like compartmentalizing mm-hmm. but i do think it's ideally it's a lifestyle yeah so lifestyle.
0: that's encouraging because you know I'm, I'm gonna go into teaching and it's like wow well, they're just like oh wow that you could bring that into the workplace and it's cool because mm-hmm. um, recently God has been reconnecting me back to people in my hometown
1: because oh, wow. we
0: had a ten year ten year reunion. So
2: Damn, I'm, I'm that go, old, so go. it's like Congrats, it was fun, man.
0: and you know we were partying and stuff like that. But it's like I got to reconnect with people. They're like, hey, we should meet up and stuff like that. Yeah, and people invited me to their homes, and it's That's like awesome. wow, you know, God is like, you know, because naturally you know the few who knew who i was before christ you know i'm introverted like i don't mm. i'm not the type of guy to go like socialize and stuff like that but you know it's the spirit of the lord that makes me an extrovert and he brings mm. people you know and it's like wow like he's you know yeah we could integrate like all these things with like the church is everywhere you know it's not just in mm-hmm. a building it's not work it's in school because mm-hmm. you know Going to UCLA was the first time I saw faith incorporated in academics. Like,
2: mm-hmm. like
0: I was take, you know, I, I even, um, I even did like a, a presentation in class. It's for an oh, education wow. class and. I talked about like how you know a Christ-centered community like contributed to my education, and I talked about Jesus in class. Like, wow, that's I basically cool. preached go. the gospel and,
2: <laughs> wow, and hey, nobody man. minded no, it. You no know, so hey,
0: that's awesome. That's and it, it just blended in with the subject. It wasn't like mm. I wasn't like trying to force it in. It, yeah, was, it was like naturally during
1: the prompts,
0: like and... legit, wow, things. So it's like okay, that's encouraging. Now you know I could go to work and be like start like mm-hmm. a group of the teachers, and you know, yeah. we'll see. You know, with the community. Yeah, and just so just so many ways that God
1: can move. And... Wow, I think that's really encouraging. That's cool education. Yeah, I was the education minor too. Yeah, we missed each other. Yeah, <laughs> <A> shame. <laughs> Could have taken the same class. Together. I know,
0: I know. I started off a little too late though, cause, but it's all good. Anyways, um, I think uh, we're gonna wrap things up in a bit. But um, before that, are there any last words that you have for for anyone or any encouraging things that you want to say?
2: Hmm.
1: Something I heard, and I'm still growing in this. But when you get people to hear from God for themselves, they will be willing to endure mm-hmm. all hardship, mm-hmm. persecution to like do that thing. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, so I could be like, "Go do this, go do that." Yeah. But I think God has put something in each of our hearts. Yeah. like in your heart to go mm-hmm. back be a teacher potentially, mm-hmm. do that word for me, really, L.A.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think my encouragement to people is what does God put in your heart mm-hmm. or what kind of stands out from his word or maybe mm-hmm. through listening prayer other avenues? Mm-hmm. Do it. Yeah. Like, I just want to give you guys permission to like, try that. Yeah. You might fail. You probably will fail, but you can't actually fail. Mm-hmm. It's just learning. Yeah. And pursue it. Just giving people permission to pursue what God has called them to do. Is my last encouragement.
0: Oh, that's beautiful, man. That's encouraging for me too. You know, it's a personal relationship with God that everybody has and, and so it's, everybody's Relationship is different, you know. Mm -hmm. But we all have a relationship together with the Creator. Yeah. So, Anyways, uh, with that, would you like to uh, close us off in prayer?
1: Yes, I'd love to. All right. This has been fantastic, Marjan. Thank you. Uh, Father God, I thank you for this conversation. I thank you that your spirit is so present here. And I thank you that we are here because of your grace and your mercy and your goodness, God. Right now, I do want to send off my brother Marjan. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Lord, we send him back to Northern California. I thank you that you've put great things into his heart that you want to start and you want to do through him up there. So I pray he continues to just follow you wholeheartedly, and I pray you fill him and empower him with your spirit. And I thank you for just this time once again. I pray that we both always abide in you, along with all those listening, and I pray that we continue to just follow your promptings and your leadings. To do things, even if it's outside of our comfort zone or seem crazy, trusting that if you want it to happen, it will happen. Thank you that you use us, God, and that you love us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. All right. Well, thank you for uh, being a guest to my podcast. And, um, you know, where can we find you?
1: Do you have, like, an Instagram page? Do you have a newsletter? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. So, ethanishikawa at gmail.com is my email I do have a website that is pending in okay. a newsletter. If you want to email me, you can find me there. I'm in the process of creating a YouTube channel. Okay. Well, I technically have it. It's just Ethan Ishikawa, mm-hmm. once again, my first and last name. There's one video on there, and I do recommend watching it. It's literally just how to share the three-circle okay. gospel presentation. But aside from that, I'm not too online. That's still loading
0: okay Uh, we'll put that link on you know my youtube or on the description and also is there like how if people want to partner with you like how can we do that is there like a link for that
1: still loading Loading? i would say reach out to me if you live in la or if you're just trying to learn more about what i was talking about i've been praying for more laborers more partners as i mentioned so happy to talk to you, connect and see what partnership could look like
0: all right sounds good all right anyways uh Thank you guys for listening. This is the Marjon Chem Chem podcast with Ethan Nishikawa. Uh, till next time, I leave you guys in peace. God bless.